fans, it's time for Board Check, Impact Media's weekly drive through the neutral zone into Ovechkin's office. Let's go lower right corner, right not? Why not? Why not? Also known as Impact Media's weekly drive through the world of professional hockey. Featuring the Predators, Canes, Gladiators, and of course KSU Owls. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. We are trying to get back on schedule. We are doing our best. This is about the earliest we've done a board check in a while. And I'm excited. Lots to get into. Today's episode is called Survey the Landscape. Survey the Landscape. And each of the four teams we talk about, plus a little NHL, are surveying the landscape a little differently. Some a little similar most of them pretty different but before we get into all that let me tell you how to be a part of this show you can email the show 3endzone at gmail.com that is the number 3 e-n-d-z-o-n-e at gmail.com I answer 99% of those emails uh, I'm working on 100% but we are backlogged a little bit I'm working on it guys you can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Board Check, Jeremy York, any of those should find us. If you're one of those people who likes to just click a link and listen to a show, we make it so easy. You go to, you go to um, Twitter, that's where you go to. Man, just slipped my mind there. Been a weird day. Go to Twitter, and there's a couple of places you can do that. This is the most unique show we do on Twitter because you can go to at Team Impact Media, scroll down to the appropriate show, click on it, and listen to it as many times as you want. There is no cap. If there is a cap, then do me a favor and contact me some other way, and I'll send you a direct link, or if you want me to do that anyway. Also, you can go to at Board Check. It has its own Twitter. This is the oldest show uh, we do, the oldest continuous show. There was a little bit of a break, but we're in season eight. And uh, Board Check is all about this show and about hockey and, of course, about uh, rugby and rugby ATL. Had a fantastic time over the weekend. If you want to check out some of the interviews and things we did, there's still a couple more we're going to post later on today. But had to record this show first. Uh, you can also follow myself at TheImpact99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram for show-related things, unshow-related things, like I said, including a lot of the um, a lot of rugby-related stuff we did over the weekend. We've got Top Golf coming up this weekend. I uh, went to Putt Shack a couple weeks ago. It's not all golf-themed stuff. Um, there are some fun activities. We always try to get into something each weekend uh, just to showcase some of the best and fun things you guys could be doing alongside us or, or with your buddies. 
but uh, at the Impact Ninety Nine will get you there. And of course, you can find this show anywhere you find the podcast, including Podcast One, Spotify, and the iTunes Store. If there's a place you regularly find a podcast that you cannot find this one, let us know. Sometimes the bus is link. Sometimes we didn't realize they weren't carrying our show, and we will fix that accordingly so that you guys can easily find us. Now tonight we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, there's some, definitely some canes in NHL. Just catching you guys up. The trade deadline ended. What was it? Friday. It was Friday. Um, there was a fun little tidbit along with some of that. Uh, the Gladiators got to get into them. They've had uh, they signed a new player that I think you should know about, and uh, some good accomplishments. And a uh, not-so-good week for them as well. And uh, a cool note about the Owls uh, as they uh, prepare for the offseason. But first, let's get into the Nashville Predators. Those Nashville Predators. Before we get into... Uh, no, let's get into their games first. Let's get into their games first. Since we last did a show, which I believe was Thursday, I could be wrong, but I will talk about that one. They traveled to South Florida to take on the Panthers, and they doubled them up 2-1. to one. Your Predator goals by Leonard, who, uh, John Leonard, who scored, I believe, in his first game. We'll talk about him in a minute. And Matt Duchesne. Kerry uh, Lankinen, who also has a cool note coming up. He had 30 saves in the victory. What a great backup he is, you know? What a great backup. On Saturday, they were able to go to Chicago and smash through the Blackhawks. We'll talk about the Blackhawks a little later as well. 3-1. to one. Your goals by Colton Sissons, uh, the new guy Bari, and uh, Tomasino, who got the call up uh, a week or so ago. UC Soros has 27 saves in the victory there, and they actually play later tonight in Vancouver, and they had to go Florida, then Chicago, then Vancouver in what I call the checkerboard games, the uh, every other day, yikes, and in fact, they'll, man, they've got a West Coast trip, there's, whew, they will be in Vancouver, 10.30, puck drop tonight, they can be Vancouver, they can be Vancouver. And unlike a particular set of Predator media people who tend to skew away from the positives, you guys know who you are, I don't want want to directly call you out because you got a good show. I enjoy it, but even you guys know you skew to the the other side. Um, I don't think the Predators should start trying to lose as many games as possible. For one, it looked blatantly obvious, and two, they've actually still got a pretty good nucleus and pretty good core team right here. Why don't you show that you can still win some games? Because you are way out of the Connor Bedard race, by the way, and I will talk about the top five teams in that race uh, a little later on. Uh, your upcoming schedule for our Nashville Predators. On Thursday, they will take on the Arizona Coyotes in Arizona. 9 p.m. puck drop there. They'll be, in, they'll be in L.A. to take on the Kings. We just got Corpusalo in between the net. That's yikes. Uh, 10.30 puck drop on Saturday. And on Sunday, Anaheim, 
puck drop out there on the west coast. Now, Predators actually have a lot more news and notes than uh, than most tonight. They they are uh, as far as surveying the landscape. Well, we know there's a lot of guys, including a lot of vets, that are out the door. And they also sent forward Zach Sanford back to Milwaukee. It is not a demotion. They are trying to get him more minutes and more time. Instead of being a string fourth liner on the top, they said, you know what, let's send him back to Milwaukee who is on a playoff push. Let's try to help them out because they called up John Leonard, who scored the goal I told you about, and Michael McCarron, who has had a pretty good career up until now with a little bit of pro experience, I mean, a little bit of top-level experience and some uh, some minors as well. He's, he's a really good player. But um, they need goals. That's part of why the Bari deal happened. I heard uh, current GM David Poyle say that. They, he said that's part of why I acquired him is uh, we need defense. We need an offensive defenseman because our blue line is just not scoring the goals and the assists the way we need them to. So I go get a defenseman who's who's one of the top available and top who do who does that. That was a great move as well. Um, they signed goalie Kevin Lankinen to a one-year extension, two million dollars for next season. His contract was coming up. They also re-signed basically a one-year extension, two and a half million dollars for defenseman Dante Fabro. It also makes that a really tradable contract. Just saying. I don't think he'll get traded, though. Um, the, and the last transaction they did before the deadline is they acquired center Rasmus Asplund from Buffalo for a 2025 seventh-round pick. That sounds like an incredible deal. Now, we got to hear from... Uh, GM David Poyle, as he was on some local media shows as well. Uh, Barry Trotz was making the rounds too. And uh, one thing that was mentioned on these shows, I can't remember exactly who mentioned it, could have been David Poyle himself or Barry, said that, uh, you know, Barry doesn't take over till July, but what he is going to start doing starting next week is he is going to travel with the scouts, and the first place he's going to go is Milwaukee to look at uh, a lot of the things they're doing down there, and then he is going to be on the road with the scouts leading up to the draft. You know, he's not just going to just randomly show up in July and say, oh, yeah, I'm the GM now. Nope, he's going to already start doing his, his work, getting his work in. So that's fantastic. Um, I really like I really like a lot of the moves they did. A couple of them are puzzlers, but once again, they didn't ask my opinion. I do think as they survey the landscape to bring up the title again, uh, they are going to realize that a lot of the young talent that they brought in and a lot of the vets they brought in and a lot of the young talent that they will bring up very soon, they have a th – this is not a complete restart. This is not a start over. You still have uh, a young, I would say, top ten goaltender, possibly higher than that, usually Sorrows. Uh, Lankinen is a great backup. You've got people like Fabro. You've got people like uh, Leonard McCarron he just brought up. I mean, we could go through all the people that they've got. And yet, look at what they're building. You guys have trusted David Poyle for this long. And he's not leaving the cupboard bare. And he is not leaving you without... I mean, they have 
15 draft picks in the top three rounds in the next, was it three years? That's crazy. That is just insane. Uh, I think they have 30 total in the next three years. 10 draft picks a year, averaging 10 a year, including next year, I believe you have 11 or 12. In, I mean, this coming up draft, which is going to be in the city of Nashville. You guys will get to see. I mean, I don't think you're going to pick all those. You're going to probably package a couple and move around here and there. But see, that's what you can do with all those picks. You can either make all those picks. You can use some to move around in the draft. You can uh, package some to make offer sheet offers to big free agents. You can package some to trade for free agents. Or, or uh, uh, big stars, not free agents. Potential free agents. There's a lot of really, really great things you can do. You are at a, uh, a similar place to what the Canes were just a handful of years ago. And let's move to those Canes now that, uh, now that we've mentioned them. The Carolina Hurricanes, since last Thursday, they went to Arizona, were able to beat the Coyotes 6-1. to one. Sebastian Ajo had a deuce for a brace, as they call it, in a lot of other sports. Paul Stasny had a goal. Gospier had one against his old mates. Jacob Slavin had one. And Marty Nechas had a goal and two helpers as well. He got a massive night. Antti Ranta with 17 saves in the victory. And they hosted the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. And by hosted, they were not very good hosts. They shut the door on the Tampa Bay Lightning 6 2 nothing. Right there in Raleigh. That was great, by the way. Your goals by Sveshnikov, Gospierre. That's two in a row, by the way. Kokiemi and Tevu Teravainen with the hat trick on his own. Frederick Anderson with 14 saves. I only had to make 14 saves against the Lightning. My, how the mighty have fallen. Um. Let's go ahead and go to that note while we are thinking about it. Speaking of the Canes and hat tricks, the Hurricanes topped the NFL with five players who have scored a hat trick this season. Sebastian Ajo and Andre Sveshnikov have two hat tricks apiece this year. Tevu Teravainen had his first on Sunday. Seth Jarvis had one not long ago. And Jordan Martinuk, I believe, earlier in the season. The Hurricanes have also tied a franchise record for the most hat tricks in a season, seven. The last time that happened was the 85-86 season when the Whalers did that. Um, this year, five players have combined for uh, the seven hat tricks for the Hurricanes. That is an incredible stat, by the way. Upcoming schedule for our Carolina Hurricanes. Tomorrow night, they will be in Montreal to take on the Canadians. 7 p.m. puck drop on that. On Thursday, they will host the Philadelphia Flyers. Yep, I can hear you booing through the, through the computer there. 7 p.m. puck drop there. 7 p.m. puck drop as the Vegas Golden Knights will be in town on Saturday. And then they will jet up to New Jersey to take on the Devils on Sunday. 7 p.m. puck drop there. Uh, I told you about uh, Ghost Behair, who helped the Canes just smoke the Arizona Coyotes, his former team, in his debut. That's 
that goal in his past in his first two games, by the way. Uh, and the other cool Hurricanes note was they did a really cool storm surge the other day that involved a lot of their kids who joined them on the ice. That was really cool. Uh, go to uh, the app or NHL.com or just search for it. It's it's a really cool video. Uh, make sure to go check it out. Um, the storm surge is already cool, but when, when they had their little kids out there, that was amazing. That was just, uh, just shows you how much fun they really are having. Let's look into the standings real quickly. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes have 90 points at the moment, and if it wasn't for those Boston Bruins who have 103, they would be probably the best team in the league. Is that correct? That would be correct. Uh, but they lead the Metropolitan Division. They are two points better than the New Jersey Devils. Actually, loads more than that, but and they are, wow, 11 points better than third place New York Rangers. That is a lot. I did not realize that lead was that big. We go to the Nashville Predators, who have 68 points. They are six points out of the second wild card spot in the West. See, they're still right there. There's a chance they backdoor their way into the playoffs, guys. Once again, there's a lot of media that will like that, and there's a certain small section of them that uh, wants them to lose. Once this is this is where I had the issue, and if the people on this show happen to listen to this show, the people show I'm referring to, I'm not going to call you guys out by the actual names. If I'm not mistaken, you guys encouraged the fan base to cheer for this team to lose every game. That's something I, I don't know. I just don't believe in it. And, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree. But I will never tell a fan base to cheer against their own team. And I understand where you're coming from on it. But I just, no, it's just not right to me, man. It's just not right. And, and, and uh, hey, once again, if, if uh, I, I will give you the opportunity that if you want to contact us here at the show and be on this show, or if you want to have a uh, private conversation away from this show about it, that's totally cool. If you want to explain yourself to me, because I, I just I can't get on board with, with uh, telling any fan they should cheer against their team. I can tell your team sucks. I can tell your team's not good. Things like that. But I can't tell you to cheer against your team. Just, I don't know. Wasn't raised that way. But anyway... Let's get into some uh, NHL-related things. Or, let's see. Uh, before we do that, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about our friends at betonline.net, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact Dork from the Impact Media family of podcasts. Betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
and we're back here on board check i'm jeremy the impact york welcome back to the show first part of the show we talked about the preds and the canes and uh, all the really great things they're doing right now including some really cool call-ups and uh, a storm surge that involved a bunch of amazing little children it was really cool seriously go look it up uh let's get into some nhl real quick uh toronto is having more issues than um than they really want to have as ryan o'reilly one of their standout stars uh, is on the long term ir now with a broken finger they're actually not sure exactly how long he could be out with that but uh, anytime ryan o'reilly is not in the game that your team is not is not as good uh wish him all the best in a speedy pain-free recovery and uh, maybe Toronto can put it together. And uh, we know there was. The race for Connor Bedard, who has been compared to a Connor McDavid-like prospect. Yikes. Yikes. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, not, let's not put that, that pedestal that high now, okay? Let's, if, if he turns into that great of a player, great. But, uh, phew. To say he could be the next McDavid. Wow. That's it's like saying somebody could be the next Tom Brady or somebody could be the next uh LeBron James or something. That's whew, that's up there. Uh but anyway, here are the top five teams that are in the race. I don't think anybody outside of these top five have a chance. These are the basically these are the worst five teams in order. Your current worst team in the league is the Columbus Blue Jackets, followed by the next worst, the Chicago Blackhawks, who have actually let Columbus pass them. Um, the San Jose Sharks, who uh, dumped a few players at the deadline. The Anaheim Ducks, and then the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. I don't really think any of the other teams above them are going to have bad enough seasons to potentially get the number one pick like that. So, those are the ones that are going for it. Who do I think is probably going to win it? It's probably Chicago or Columbus. Uh, San Jose could get pretty lucky, but once again, I don't know that one player is going to turn around your entire franchise. Because, you know, as good as Connor McDavid is, as good as Alex Ovechkin is, as good as, you know, the Mario Lemieux of the world, the Sid Crosby's, the, you know, name your favorite player, as good as the uh, Dominic Hoshiks of the world are, the Patrick Waz, as good as they were, they had supporting casts as well. They had other stars. I mean, you can start with a Connor Bedard, but you're going to have to have more than that. And uh, Columbus just dumped their entire team. Chicago's been doing it for the last couple of years. Uh, who are you going to... Who are you going to build it? I mean, you start there, but I mean, who is he possibly going to play with? Because at the current moment, it's just him. I mean, there's a couple other people here and there, but you just don't have a supporting cast. I feel bad for him. But we'll see what happens with Connor Bedard. You know, the, the draft is in June, I believe. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, wish the best for Connor Bedard and uh, all the teams, really. Uh, we had a, a rare thing happen during the trade deadline, as for the first time ever, 
two brothers, actual brothers, were traded for one another. And there were other parts of this deal, but Nick Ritchie is going to the Calgary Flames, and his brother Brett Ritchie is coming to the Arizona Coyotes. That's got to be crazy. I wonder if they just swap houses or something. That would be the best thing to do, probably. But uh, first time ever, like I said, that two brothers were traded for one another. Uh, kind of cool little note. The Dallas Stars recently honored Jamie Benn, who has played in his 1,000th career game. Uh, Jamie Benn is one of the league's uh, great stars. Not just because he's a Dallas star, but uh, great young stars. And uh, congratulations to him on 1,000 games. Uh, just days after he was traded from the L.A. Kings to the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Vegas Golden Knights have acquired Jonathan Quick to be in the goal for them from Columbus as they sent goalie Michael Hutchison and a seventh-round pick in 2025 to the Blue Jackets. And in his debut, I believe the Vegas Golden Knights won. Johnny Quick is a Golden Knight. I think that is a fantastic thing. Uh, you guys in the Fortress are going to enjoy that. Shout out to friend of mine and friend of the show, Zach, who regularly takes his kids to Vegas Golden Knight games out there. Zach, enjoy Johnny Quick. He is a very fun goaltender. Let's get into the Gladiators. The Gladiators... Um, as uh, Sangoon Shin has reached the 20-goal mark this year, that dude is amazing. Just absolutely amazing. And uh, even though they fell to the Stingrays the other night, uh, he scored his 20th goals, his 20th goal for the Glass this season. Uh, seriously, that guy is just electric. Just absolutely electric. They have also signed defenseman Brendan Mark to a standard player contract. He joins the team out of Division Three St. Norbert College out of uh, DePure, Wisconsin. They have uh, gotten a handful of players in previous years from SNC, who is starting to become a hockey powerhouse, at least as far as uh, Gladiators prospects are uh, concerned. Good for Brandon Mark. It will be good to see him with the team. You know, there's only a handful of games left to uh, see the Glads at home. Make sure to check out the schedule for um, all those fun, a lot of Tuesdays and stuff coming up, too. Make sure to uh, check it out for all the promos and other fun stuff coming up. In the last week, I said it was... Uh, it's a very it was it was a fun start to the week as on Thursday they were able to beat the Savannah Ghost Pirates down in Savannah six to three. Sangun Shin had his nineteenth and twentieth goals in that one. Reese Vitelli had a goal, Carlos Forneris had a goal, and Coley Sylvester added two. And Tendek had thirty one saves in the victory. I'm here to tell you, they have Savannah's number. It's fantastic. Uh, then they go to South Carolina and on Friday and Saturday. Let's start on Friday. Uh, team played hard, but come up just a little short as South Carolina hangs a 10 spot. Yep, double digits, 10 to 1 
over our Gladiators on Friday night. Michael Morazic with the lone goal shortly into the second period. Ten. That's a stinker. Um, let's see. Kendak started and had, or no, actually, Sacleropolis uh, started, gave up six goals. Tendak gave up the other four uh, in the in the last two periods. Uh, just uh, wasn't our guys' night. It happens. So how do you shake off a stinker? Well, the way they did was on Saturday night in South Carolina, they gave up six goals and lost 6-1 to one to the South Carolina Stingrays. Sangoon Shin, that was his 20th goal of the year. And uh, Sakuropoulos with 38 saves in the loss there. Yikes. Got to shake those off. Well, the way they're going to shake those off is tomorrow night they're going to host the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. There's a special promotion. $2 Tuesday. Presented by Labatt Blue. You can enjoy discounted tickets and $2 Labatt Blue Light at the uh, when the Gladiators take on the Swamp Rabbits. Doors open at 6. Puck drop at 7. Offer valid until puck drop. $16 tickets too as well, by the way. Also, on Friday, they will be in Orlando to take on the Solar Bears. 7 p.m. puck drop on that one. And that will round out their week. So you got the Tuesday game. You've got another Tuesday game next week. And then they will not be at, back at home for a couple weeks. So uh, make sure to check out AtlantaGladiators.com for all of that info and uh, other related fun stuff. Lastly, I want to talk about the Kennesaw Owls a little bit as they prepare for the offseason, as we have said. Uh, some fun developments. Can't talk about much at the moment because I haven't talked to the team about it, but um, there could be some fun cross-promotions coming up for the KSU Owls. Let's just call it that. Um, and they gave a, their last senior shout-out this week to senior Nick Bebko who a lot of them refer to as Sarge. Uh, he has military ties, as uh, there's a lot of pictures of him in the military uh, as well. So, uh, Nick, we want to thank you for your service. He is going to, apparently, he is majoring in finance, and after graduation is going to move to Texas, which sounds like a good way to uh, maybe do some more military stuff. Don't know. That's speculation on my part. But shout-out to Nick Bebko, uh, the last of the seniors that they honored this season. Uh, it, it, you know, up and down season, it was it was uh, a lot of fun to be a part of it, at least on my end. And, you know, it's kind of like with the Predators. To see the things that they are putting together right now and the foundation and the roots that they are setting in, when these all come together, it's going to really be special. And I think you guys are going to really enjoy that. But that's going to do it for us tonight. Tonight. Shout out to all you amazing people who make it so much fun to talk gladiators, owls, canes, and preds, and NHL hockey each and every week. This has been another great edition of Board Check Survey the Landscape. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Go preds, go canes, go glads, go owls, go watch hockey. 
Deuces, gooses. Jumps and the players pop and the fans all going.